In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Brothers and sisters, it's kind of a popular thing to talk about these days if you listen to uh, the news, if you listen to any form of popular culture. Whether on social media, podcasts, on the news, on the internet, wherever you read it, you essentially see the same thread that is talked about in many different quarters. That there are a lot of problems in the world today. And I'm not here to solve all the world's problems. I cannot do that, obviously. But I can make a commentary on them, at least the one that I know is best. Why are there so many issues in the world today? Among many things, I'll name only one. I think the whole world is kind of lost these days, at least the Western world. It's kind of lost these days. Kind of on a journey, on a journey that they've left and don't know how to get back on any longer. In our world, in the United States, in Europe, in the West in general, and we that have grown up in the West, we have been Christianized and we have rejected Christianity. We live in a post-Christian world. So we were on the journey to Jerusalem. We were on the journey to Christ. And we have gotten off that journey and now we don't know how to get, off, uh, how to get on it anymore. People are kind of lost these days. They lack meaning these days. They don't know how to find meaning in their lives. And so people do all kinds of things to find joy, to find meaning in their lives. They'll do many things. Sins and even things that are not necessarily sinful, but just kind of distract us from real life. People will gamble. People will try to make as much money as possible. People will try to make the best name for themselves. People will try to be sexually pervert, just to, be, just to have a good time. They'll indulge in all kinds of pleasures. They will go as far as changing their gender just to find meaning in their lives. And I'm not saying that to denigrate anybody. I actually feel sorry for people that are in constant search, in a constant search for meaning and never land on anything. That's the state of the world today. We have lost our foundation, we have lost our ground, and now we're just trying to walk on water and it isn't working out. In the Gospel reading, I get the feeling that Zacchaeus was in a similar position. We don't have much history about who Zacchaeus was, except for that he was a tax collector. So just that on alone, we can say at least a few things about him. Tax collectors were hated by the Jews. Sometimes they were Jewish. Well, especially the Jewish tax collectors were the most hated because tax collectors worked for the government and tax collectors would go out collecting taxes for the Roman government. And people didn't like that. Already on its face value, they didn't like it because, well, if you're a Jewish person and you're working for the Roman government, the Roman government, the Roman Empire, is this hostile overlord. They were the nation of Israel. They're not supposed to be taken over by any pagan empire, but they were. So if you're a Jewish person working for the Roman government, you're already a traitor to your God. You're a traitor to your nation. You're a traitor to your people because you're collecting money for the enemy. That's the idea. Even more than that, tax collectors were cheaters. They would collect money for the government, and because they had the power of the government with them, they would go and take more money than what the government required 
for themselves. They would make extra money just for themselves, and so they would steal from the people. And the people couldn't do anything about it. They were helpless because the tax collectors had the power of the government behind them. So Zacchaeus was a hated man for sure, and that's why they, later on in the gospel reading, they blamed Jesus for going into his house. He was a hated man. He was a cheater. He was certainly after money. He was able to sell his nation and sell his God for the sake of money. So you see him as a kind of weak character, somebody that is seeking money, somebody that is seeking his joy and his meaning in fame, in power, working for the government, and in money. But then something else comes out. Zacchaeus, like every single one of us, is a human being. And human beings have meaning. Human beings have this thing in their heart, in their conscience, that's always screaming at them. And sometimes that scream is very soft. Sometimes it's very silent, that scream. But it is always there. It's always kind of picking at our head and at our hearts. Screaming for more meaning, screaming for something real, because making a bunch of money, having a bunch of power, being known by a bunch of powerful people, doesn't really do it. Being popular among a powerful class doesn't really do it for us. There's something more. We see that working in Zacchaeus in this gospel reading because, well, obviously he has money, obviously he has power, obviously he works in kind of elitist circles, but it isn't enough for him. That's why he goes back on the journey. He's, back, he's on a journey. Zacchaeus sought to see who Jesus was, but could not on account of the crowd because he was small of stature. Why would he be interested in who Jesus is? Except if something is missing from his life, something significant. Somehow there's an emptiness there that he seeks to fill up with Jesus Christ. So he goes after him. And it's not an easy journey to go to Jesus. He's a short guy, apparently. There's a big crowd behind Jesus, so he can't see him. So he has to climb up on a tree. Just to see Jesus, he has to go up and climb up on a tree. Now imagine how that looks. This is a tax collector. He works for the Roman government. He makes money. He's a powerful guy. He frequents elitist circles. He knows powerful people. And this guy is climbing up on a tree, embarrassing himself, humiliating himself. Just for what? Just to see Jesus? That's how important this is for him. He sees Jesus. Jesus sees him first. And he picks him out and he says, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. I must stay at your house today. And Zacchaeus receives him. What does this have to do with you and I? Brothers and sisters, it's so easy in our world today to get distracted and caught up in many things, careers and money and power and elitism and friends and good reputation and gambling and sins and so many social media, what people think about us, how many pictures people like that we post, how many things people are interested in what we do. All these kinds of things are so easy for us to just drown in. 
And all of it is, exists. Why do we drown ourselves in these things? Except to find some meaning in them. We feel like these things will bring us some kind of meaning. We feel like the more people like us, the more meaning we'll have in our lives. The more people notice us, the more important we're going to be as human persons. The more people are fond of us, the more we'll be fond of ourselves. The more people like us, the more reason we'll have to like ourselves. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't end up working. It doesn't end up working. And I think every single one of us has had that very distinct, silent scream in our consciences and in our hearts telling us, no, you're made for something more. No, there's something greater out there. Go find that thing. But you haven't found it yet. And sometimes, maybe, we're too small of stature. Sometimes, maybe there's too big of a crowd. Sometimes, maybe it's too difficult. Sometimes, maybe we have to go out of our comfort zone and climb up on a tree and embarrass and humiliate ourselves in front of a lot of people just to get what our heart really wants. And I'll tell you what, all the saints of the Catholic Church have had to do that in some form or another. Some form of embarrassment, some form of humiliation, some form of great heroic effort, some form of breaking away from the circle of mediocrity, some form of breaking away from the trend that everybody else is on, just to find that meaning in their lives, which is none other than Jesus Christ. We are on that journey as well. Look at how the journey ends. Zacchaeus receives Jesus into his house. Jesus is criticized for receiving or for going to Zacchaeus' house. But Zacchaeus doesn't mind the criticism. And Jesus doesn't mind the criticism. The opinion of the populace, of the, of the crowd, it doesn't matter. Only this matters. Zacchaeus stands and he says, half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I've defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. Zacchaeus, who was prior to this, obsessed with money such that he defined his life according to it, such that he betrayed his God and his nation and his people in order to have it, and the power that comes with it, is able to say, I give, I'm giving half of my money to the poor, and if I've cheated anybody, I'm going to restore it fourfold. I'm going to pay that person back four times what I stole from them. And Jesus responds and he says, salvation has come to this house today. This is what we call in Catholic spirituality, Zacchaeus had what would be called an encounter with Jesus. A real encounter with Jesus. He has met Jesus and he has come to know Jesus and he is known by Jesus. This relationship now established is so strong and so emphatic that it has caused Zacchaeus, who was previously defined by the money that he had, to give away half of his goods and to restore fourfold anybody that he cheated. All of a sudden, the money that he was so obsessed with doesn't matter anymore. It just, it's just devalued now compared to this encounter that he now has with Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, Jesus sees you too. And he says to you, make haste and come down. 
and he says to you, I must stay at your house today. Well, when he comes, what are you going to stand up and say to him? What are you going to give to Jesus? Because Jesus comes to our house, he comes to Zacchaeus' house, and Zacchaeus gives him his sin. Zacchaeus gives Jesus his obsession with money. And Jesus asks us, he comes to our house, and he asks for us for our sins. So we, that we give them to him and he, he eradicates them. What is it that Jesus wants to receive from you today? And then what is that encounter that Zacchaeus had an encounter? What does your encounter with Jesus really look like? And what does it do for your life? Because Zacchaeus' encounter completely changed his life. And so can yours and so can anybody's when they really have an encounter with Christ. Brothers and sisters, we are on a journey. We are moving somewhere, you and I. And all of our hearts, yours and mine, is constantly looking for meaning, and it can only find that meaning in the Word made flesh in Jesus Christ. Only we have to maybe climb a tree, maybe humble ourselves a little bit, maybe even be a little bit embarrassed, <clears throat> maybe break away from the circles that we're so comfortable with. But when we do, and Jesus calls us, and we have that encounter, the encounter is absolutely life-changing such that everything else pales in comparison. And we find that meaning, and that's what captures our vision from then going forward. Amen.